we'd like to welcome you back to part five. This may be the final part um, of our dedicated study regarding Trump, Civil War, and the evil globalist agenda. This is part five. And um, without further ado, next report, Chicago cop, anti-Trump mob more aggressive and destructive than reported. It seems the media aren't even broadcasting the footage of the debris being thrown across Harrison uh, by the Sanders-Hillary supporters at the Trump fans. Ever the tool of the globalists, and specifically George Soros and his color revolutions that have taken place around the world, we now have more proof that these rebellions are being organized and designed by the very elitists themselves that the rebellion seeks to rebel against. With the New World Order globalists staging this rebellion against order, liberty, and America in a last-ditch effort to overthrow America before a president who would put America first is willed into our office by the American people, we see that the summer of 2016 will likely go down into the history books as the year absolute corruption will do anything possible to hold on to power and control, including a race war and martial law with no elections. Um, and again, I just would pray that that doesn't happen, if it be God's will. The, these are just bullet point headlines. I don't even have time to cover. Bill Clinton admits the Hillary Soros connection after a Trump protest. And literally, you hear it come out of his own mouth. It's, it's a literal interview uh, uh, that they got him on. Uh, next one, breaking. Anti-Trump protest funded directly by Hillary. Political insider Roger Stone on the plan by Hillary Clinton to disrupt Donald Trump rallies with radical left-wing provocateurs. Then the next report. Hillary supporters caught infiltrating Trump rallies with Nazi armbands, but they replaced the swastika with a T, but everything else looks the same. So th this is how far they're, they're going now. The, all of these stupid parlor tricks that they're that they're trying to pull, and then the anti-Trump race riots in Chicago last night are the work of George Soros. George Soros is is spending millions of dollars to stop Donald Trump's uh, Mexican wall. The use, and then ne next report, the use of Manchurian mind control subjects to disrupt Trump's political events, and then the co-donors are divided over the fail failure to stop Trump because they're pumping in millions and millions of dollars to stop them. The co the co brothers. Then Michelle Fields continues lies. We, we talked about that with Megyn Kelly giving her that platform when nothing even happened to her. Uh, there was also massive reports of Trump being left off the Florida ballots, dozens of complaints. And like I said, the, the, the vote rigging, um, that's still in full, full gear, full swing. And, and again, I, I really expect to see that in Utah. Um, unless God intervenes. I think he's going to win Arizona. I don't think he's going to win Utah because the fix is in there, just like it was in, in Ohio and just like it was in, in Texas. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I, I, don't, uh, I don't have a good feeling about that. I pray that, that their wickedness does not prosper in, in all of their evil, wicked plans. Then we have this. I'm going to play this. Um, Chicago reporters Jeremy Siegel and Andrew infiltrated the violent, vulgar protests against Donald Trump at the University of Illinois Chicago campus on Friday, March 10th, 2016, where that poor black Trump supporter was killed that I talked about. Sean Hannity interviewed Andrew and Jeremy on their amazing footage from the protests. So let's go ahead and roll this. This is, an, I don't know, a few minutes long. Oh, five minutes. Welcome back to Hannity. So last week, a huge group of left-wing agitators disrupted a planned Donald Trump rally, as you know, in Chicago, Illinois. Now, that event was later canceled due to security concerns amid the chaos. Two brave filmmakers from the rebelpundit.com went and shot video of the protest, and they even spoke with the unrepentant terrorist friend of Barack Obama, Bill Ayers. Take a look. Incarnation of Adolf Hitler and... Donald Trump. Yo, yeah. Donald Trump. Everybody's just going by saying F Donald Trump. They're just randomly going by as she's being interviewed. They're, they're, I mean, and again, the, the interviewers aren't there like with Trump signs or anything. They're just interviewing people. But that's just the general um, consensus among people. You know, they, they, they don't have any substance in their arguments. They just, that's how they feel. I like, hate, I'm here for compassion, understanding. Is FTP? All they can do is say F Donald Trump. No, we don't hate. Oh, they don't hate though. They 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 there's no hate there. There's no hate in F Donald Trump. I mean there, there, there's no hate in that. What are we talking about? Here here's this this looks to be a rabid progressive lesbian. She's gonna give us a morality lesson. You're a white man who gets to do whatever he wants. You and your white privilege. Do in this space, right? So I'm saying no. You do 
position to walk around videotaping women of color. Oh, I have a white lesbian woman, whatever she is, telling me I don't have permission as a white man to go around filming women of color. And she is literally filming the guy back with an iPhone. I mean, the, the, the absolute total demonic insanity of these people knows no bounds. Aren't you quite aware by holding that video camera on me that you are surrounded by your privilege? Oh, your white privilege. <laughs> and yeah, go Bernie Sanders. I think it's a pro Bernie. Or Here, here's, here's Bill Ayers. Here's the guy that, that started Obama's campaign in his living room. Here's Satan incarnate they're interviewing. A pro-democratic party. Trump has galvanized a feeling that there's something loose in the land, and that something is dangerous, and it's it's uh, absolutely anti-American. Oh, anti-American? Everything he's his platform is totally pro-American, but this devil. It's saying the exact opposite because he's of his father, the devil, and of his lust and of his works. He will do. He's in there organizing a fascist mob. That's ready Trump. To fight. Tr Trump's organizing a fascist mob. A fascist mob. When this guy is Revcom's spokesman, revolutionary communism, and he's in there accusing Trump of being a fascist. I mean, these people are the biggest hypocrites that have ever walked the planet. Gotta deal with that. Are you, uh, are you with Revcom? I'm a, I'm a distributor for Revcom, yeah. And quick, what Revcom is? Revcom uh, is the voice of the Revolutionary Communist Party USA. <laughs> the voice of the Revolutionary Communist Party USA. I'm surprised he even admitted it, you know? Um, yeah, but th this is, this is the caliber of people we're dealing with here. Does Trump remind you of Hitler? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, not like the whole concentration, like the concentration camp, not to like that extent, but like pushing us out. The way he wants power. Yeah, the way he wants power. That's why going back 25 years when interviewed, just like he says today, he didn't even want to do it. He didn't even want it. It was like, he was like, I was hoping somebody would come along that would finally pick up the ball and finally finish it. And he's like Mitt Romney. And, and again, it was all on purpose. It was all by design. Purposely lost the election because they wanted four more years of Obama, the globalists. So he finally got to the point where he says, well, I don't know. If I don't do it, I don't know who else is going to do it. I mean, in other words, somebody that's, that can actually be self-funded, there wasn't probably anybody that exists that, that could wield that kind of money and fund their own campaign and not be beholden to any of these politicians who are all bought, sold, and paid for by the special interest groups and by their donors in, in, in these things. Who do you guys support? Bernie. Bernie. Who do you guys support? Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. I'm supporting Hillary Clinton. All right, joining us now, those two filmmakers from the Rebel Pundit, Andrew Marcus and Jeremy... Now, these are the two filmmakers that were there... Um, uh, filming for this. The, these were the ones that were actually doing the interviews of these wonderful people we just heard. Siegel, guys, good to see you. Andrew, let me start with you. So, they look like angry leftists. You know, and then, of course, there's uh, the unrepentant domestic terrorist, Bill Ayers, Obama's buddy there. We'll get to that in a second. What did you, what did you gather listening to them when you were there? Oh, I think the, the premier uh, message is one of hate and intimidation. This was a pre... The, the very thing they're accusing Trump of, okay, the very thing they themselves are absolutely perpetuating and guilty of and are approving of. It's okay, though, if they do it. You know, that's fine. That's fine. And they can accuse their, quote, enemies of the very thing they're guilty of all day long, you know, but, that you know, that's all well and good for them. Meditated act of harassment and intimidation um, to shut down the Trump event, but wrapped in a message of stopping the hate. Um, but when you take a look at our, our video, and if you, after this program, if you go to thegatewaypundit.com, you can see the whole video, you can see that it's the opposite of their message. They are preaching a... And, and Islam is there. Islam is there. They are represented. And I think they're going to be increasingly representative as they're called upon to come forth out of their sleeper cells. Message of absolute hatred, and it's clear with everything that we captured there. And, and Jeremy, all right, so you have Obama's radical front, and you have Black Lives Matter, and you have uh, MoveOn.org and all these groups 
So what they really want to do is like what liberals have often done, and that's silence conservative voices and take away the opportunity of people that want to hear from a presidential candidate. Right. They want their First Amendment right. They want beyond their First Amendment right. They want to obstruct, not only do they want theirs, but they want to obstruct anyone else's right that doesn't go along with theirs in order to peacefully assemble, in order to, to restrict their First Amendment right, in order to hear Donald Trump exercise his first amendment they they that's all fine and good and dandy but they would never ever ever tolerate it if the same thing was done to them what are your other observations well this this whole event what people need to realize is this is not some spontaneous uprising against donald trump anyone that thinks it is or that it's a result of Anything he said or something that's happened at one of his campaign events is misunderstanding the institutional left and what this country is up against right now. So you, you interviewed Ayers for six minutes. What did you take away from the unrepentant domestic terrorist part of the Weather Underground, Obama's friend? He started his campaign in this idiot's house. Uh, this guy should be in jail for the rest of his life. But, you know, he, a group that bombed the Pentagon, the Capitol, New York City Police Headquarters, and of all days was quoted on September 11th, 2001, the morning before 9-11 hit, uh, I wish I did more. We didn't do enough. What did you make, what do you make of him? Oh, I think he's every bit as radical and unrepentant as he's ever been. And I think that, uh, you know, his support of this protest and the way this protest turned out is not an accident. You know, he is an absolute radical and he is looking to, you know, he and, and, and others like him are looking to crash the system. And it's, it's really scary what we've come to because now, because of their action, the left, at least in Chicago, and I believe gonna, it's going to be nationwide soon enough, they're exercising a veto power over people's yep. freedom to assemble and freedom of speech. And that's a very dangerous well, place for us to arrive in this country. I want to give both of you a lot of credit. It took a lot of guts to infiltrate that group. And uh, thank you for sharing the video. As you pointed out, gatewaypundit.com, your website. I put it on my website. Thank you for sharing that with us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And coming up. Yeah. Hey, God, God bless them. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad that they were actually able to get that footage. Uh, <clears throat> absolute pure wickedness, pure evil, uh, hypocritical as, as you could possibly get. Uh, the, there's a, there's a, a link corresponding to this that uh, I provide here. I'm not going to go into it. And it says videos of the chaos if you want to see that. Trump responds to Chicago rally cancellation as protesters, including terrorist Bill Ayers, killed free speech. I mean, they, they succeeded in Chicago, and this is what they want to do all around the country. They want to make sure that you've got no right to peaceably assemble, that you have no right to your free speech, that, that you are intimidated and, um, you know, have this feeling of, of fear uh, put upon you that if you go this route with Trump, that there is going to be serious, serious repercussions from this sect of society and um, so you, you better wise up now. And this is basically this big intimidation tactic that I'm seeing. Next report, <clears throat> anti-Trump activists violating candidates' constitutionality, constitutionally protected right to speech, uh, to speech and assembly. Leftists and Democrats attempted to shut down Donald Trump are violating his and the people coming to hear him speak constitutionally protected and guaranteed right of speech and assembly. On Saturday, Mike Holmes wrote for Lou Rockwell's website, uh, quote, in reading and watching the recent anti-Trump blockades and semi-violent disruptions, it seems obvious that this highly organized movement is explicitly calling for violating candidate Trump's protected civil rights to assemble and speak before his supporters. They're also calling for his death over and over and over and over. And again, that's all fine and dandy as well. You know, um, as a libertarian, I'm, I'm for... I'm all for protest and dissent. However, that doesn't include preventing people with whom we disagree from speaking or assembling their supporters or fans. Legitimate protest dissent doesn't include shutting up the other side by force or threats of force. The emergence of national groups organized and united to prevent Trump from speaking as the public rallies crosses a dangerous line. How is this recent blockade of a Trump rally in Phoenix, Arizona, not an intentional and organized effort to deprive Mr. Trump of his constitutional rights to speak and assemble, and the rights of his 
people going to see him. And the civil rights of those who want to hear him speak without being threatened or blocked by angry protesters. They shut him down in Chicago, and now they publicly announce that this is their objective everywhere. They can muster the muscle to do so. And this, quote, conspiracy to violate his rights is not hidden, but, except, but instead blasted throughout social media by self-righteous activist organizers organizers who explicitly call for shutting up Trump and shutting down his national GOP primary campaign. So far, there's been little or no public comment about this situation. Just imagine what would happen if, say, anti-Hillary organizers publicly planned and called for aggressive and disruptive means to prevent candidate Clinton from speaking at her rallies or preventing her supporters from reaching campaign venues. Recall her past loud complaints about the vast right-wing conspiracy against the Clintons. Instead, the establishment is replete with victim-blaming Trump for supposedly inciting violence. This Soros-funded shutdown Trump and social media campaign is totally unlawful, and bragging about it on the internet or Twitter doesn't turn threats of violence into harmless dissent, especially when these threats are increasingly manifested at Trump events. Attorney General Loretta Lynch, your phone is ringing. Yeah, well, I got a feeling she's not going to pick up. Okay, and then we have this, which is a kind of a shifting of gears here, uh where this is entitled, this is from uh, Dave Hodges, Foreign Troops Arrive in Texas to Prepare for the Coming Civil War. This just came out two days ago. I have proven confidential source, which told me in early in the week that foreign troops were arriving in Texas to prepare for the coming civil war, and what specifically they are doing. They will be participating in the UWEX-16 war game, which is designed to, number one, extract dissidents, and two, engage rogue American military units who are not on board with the new agenda of the new management which will soon be taking up residence in the White House. Presumably, we're talking about the Clinton, Hillary Clinton presidency. So the third term of Hill Billary, okay, in the White House, the third term, because this will be the start of her third. Her and Satan incarnate, she's, you know, the bride of Satan, he's Satan incarnate, Bill and Hitlery. Yeah, that's who we're talking about here. So this is how they're gearing up for things. See, see why I'm saying this is really seriously important to pray about? Because if they're able to pull this off, I mean, it's game over for America. It's, it's totally over. They're coming here to extract dissidents, meaning the Red List pickup, and engage rogue American military units who are not on board with the new agenda, because there's a lot of them. But they got to have foreign troops in order to do that, who don't have any loyalty to the United States. <laughs> Again, this you'd almost expect to see this, this report. I decided to sit on this revelation until the commencement of UWEX-16 next week, or until I received on-ground confirmation. Last night, I received confirmation from an eyewitness at Camp Bullis in Texas. The person is a civilian contractor and had personal contact with several of these individuals at an eatery on the base. They were wearing American military units. Uh, they were wearing American... Uh, I guess they were wearing American military um, clothes, is what I'm assuming. But we're speaking several foreign languages. My source said that some of the troops will come in the other uh, UN flag and some will be brought in under NATO command. I contend that they have been here since at least last fall. Why should I believe these two accounts? Because I warned America about this last fall. Uh, here is what I reported on some of last fall. Now, I'm not even going to get into all that. He, he goes over all this. I, I don't have time for it, but I give you the link to the full report here. But he says that any military intelligence officer will tell you that even the smallest thing could mark the coming of a major event. There is a video going viral that should concern every American who hopes to retain any remnant of the Constitution, including the hope of legally retaining ownership over a gun, Ultimately, the, which is another huge platform that Donald Trump is running on, protecting the Second Amendment. You know, which obviously, again, Second Amendment, if that goes, it's game over. It is wholesale slaughter. Okay, that is what they really, 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 really want. Okay, so that's another big platform for him. And as far as I see, you know, as far as anybody anybody uh, remaining left, no, nobody's is at least verbally as strong on it as Trump is. That's just one of the many platforms that uh, 
<clears throat> that he's for that they are not for uh, going forward here. Um, let's see. Ultimately, the presence of UN personnel in this manner, which we see in this video, should be disturbing to even the most unaware American. It shows a guy walking up on a UN guy, and he's got a UN observer thing, and it's in America. And I, but I, again, you can click on the link and, and uh, go further in that if you like. Next report, another Dave Hodges report, and he says, now this is Dave Hodges. Okay, this is what he's 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 posing. I'm going to give my two cents. I'm going to let him talk, and I'm going to give my two cents. Does God have his hand on the Trump miracle? That's the article, the report. He says, we are witnessing a seeming miracle in America with the rise of Donald Trump's movement, which is exposing the extreme exploitation of the middle class and the ongoing attempt to make America go extinct. Now, the reason I put this at the end is that if I would have put this at the beginning without framing it with the other literally 21 pages of proof that this literally is a battle of good against evil and it's incredibly obvious hopefully to you now that this is what we're dealing with doesn't mean that trump's perfect doesn't mean i'm holding him up as some messiah figure doesn't mean i'm holding him up as a savior but the movement itself the platforms upon which he is standing the reason that people are turning up to his events it's the platform you know, that's the thing. Closing the borders, pro-Second Amendment, these types of things. You know, not getting ourselves slaughtered with free trade. Not making incredibly horrific bad deals with Iran where we give them $150 billion and they get, you know, nothing. Or we get nothing and they get $150 billion. It's just, that is his platform. And, and, and it's a righteous platform. At least what's coming out of his mouth. So, anyway, let's go further here. Um... On the way to America's Armageddon, somebody threw a monkey wrench into the political fracas and America started paying attention in very, very big numbers. And I'll be honest with you, it's a big reason this ministry started in the first place, is to wake people up. And I'm not I'm not claiming credit for that, but I'm just saying that that hopefully this ministry and other alternative ministries and hopefully all other alternative Christian ministries played a part in this. You know, because I've been screaming about a lot of these issues for years and years. And that's why this is refreshing for me to see because it's almost like, wow, there is a certain sect of the population that finally is starting to get it and they are finally starting to wake up. They, they may not know everything about what we're talking about um, in this ministry or, or in other ministries, but at least they're starting to get the memo, you know, which is refreshing to see. You know, I've been doing this since online since 2006 and, and, and I'll be honest, it, it is nice to see this. Um, and then he goes on to say, and that monkey wrench is Donald Trump. The Trump phenomenon is beginning to spread across the planet. Did you see the 3.5 million protesters are taken to the streets in Brazil? The rising consciousness of the oppressed is no surprise to social psychologists. As I pointed out before, it is well-established fact that when 10% of the people take hold of an idea, the idea spreads like wildfire. Scientists from the prestigious Rennesseller Polytechnic Institute have determined that if just 10% of any given population holds to an unshakable idea, that the idea will become adopted by the majority of the country. However, the scientists who also belong to the Social Cognitive Research Academic Research Center um, found that if the ideas are shared by less than 10% of the population, the idea will not progress and will eventually die out. Uh, the research was first published in a peer-reviewed journal in the article entitled Social Consciousness Through the Influence of Committed Minorities. The finding has dramatic implications for those of us who are trying to wake up the sheep in this country. The scientists found that 10% figure was applicable whether they were talking about the spread of innovations or the advance of an ideal. That could work bad, though, too. It could be a bad thing there spreading anyway the poll of new york state conducted by boston's emerson college has trump enjoying a commanding lead trump's only two remaining competitors in new york show that trump is no longer a plurality but an overwhelming majority with 65 percent backing the beleaguered republican candidate wow again and i think that's why they're freaking out so bad because they probably have a pulse on what's really going on and and they're they're very very concerned um Interestingly, the poll conducted March 14th through March 16th before Rubio dropped out. Rubio's continued candidacy would have clearly served to dilute Trump's majority, and this serves to make Trump's numbers even more impressive. 
What is impressive about these numbers is that they follow the elite's $400 million of dirt ads designed to discredit Trump. So he's, his popularity continues to grow despite, I mean, $400 million in dirt ads to discredit him, and he still keeps to grow. He still is growing. During this period, the entire leadership of the GOP has turned on Trump, yet his numbers continue to climb beyond all reason. This is due to the fact that Trump has smashed through the 10% figure and his movement, not his campaign. See, this is the whole thing. It's the movement, not the campaign, has taken on a life of its own as his movement's reaching tsunami proportions. The social psychology psychological phenomenon is negating all negative politics the yellow journalism of fox the contrived riots and all the lies are a waste of time they're only serving to increase trump's popularity due to all the attention that is being given to the man and his message given my academic background i understand the psychology at work i am awestruck at the implications even globalist newt gingrich has called trump an ally of conservative a natural ally of conservatism all purveyors of power are lining up against Trump and is and so the question is is he made of Teflon or is this a case of divine intervention? Okay, now I'm going to go ahead and play this video. I don't think these are very long. Infowars.com. The Bilderberg Link Economic Intelligence Unit compared Donald Trump winning the presidency to ISIS destroying the world economy. The globalist think tank claimed Trump is one of the top 10 risks facing the world and is no different than, quote, the rising threat of jihadi terrorism destabilizing the global economy. The EIU also asserted that Trump has been exceptionally hostile towards free trade, including notably NAFTA, and has repeatedly labeled China as a currency manipulator. And the globalist think tank went on to say that Trump's militaristic tendencies towards the Middle East and ban on all Muslim travel to the U.S. would be a potent recruitment tool for jihadi groups, increasing their threat both within the region and beyond. But here's what the... I mean, that's another huge point, him banning Muslims coming into the, into the U.S. until they can be properly vetted. It's, it's only reasonable, but, oh, he's full of hate because of that. I mean, it's it's total insanity. It's just they're trying to bring the Muslims in, you know, wholesale without being vetted, and that, and that poses a threat to them because they're pure evil. Economists is not telling you. Number one, NAFTA is not free trade at all, and it has, in fact, destroyed the global economy for the past 20 years. Number two, both NATO and the Obama administration have been supporting ISIS for quite some time. And number three, wasn't it the Bush administration and the CIA who destabilized the Middle East to begin with? And that's not to mention that Hillary Clinton, who's going to be probably Trump's rival in the election, practically helped overthrow Gaddafi in 2011 while serving as Secretary of State, which practically gave Libya over to ISIS. In fact, a declassified email sent... On See, all of these, these, these horrific uh, plans and schemes that they've carried out in the Middle East and elsewhere and all of, of these different ways that America is being destroyed, Trump is against those things and, and, and the globalists are looking at him and saying whoa 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 no no this is our this is our satanic plan to destroy this country no you're not going to come in and derail this plan and and this is a big gigantic reason all of this effort is being expended in order to destroy him on april 2nd 2011 to then secretary of state hillary clinton revealed the invasion of libya was launched to prevent Gaddafi from establishing a pan-african currency based on libya's gold dinar at the time, the Libyan government held about 143 tons of gold and also a similar amount of silver. They don't want gold-based currencies. They print money out of thin air. That's the way to do it if you're Satan. You print out of thin air. They don't want a gold-based currency, so that was a threat to them. Valued at over $7 billion. The gold and silver were to be used to establish an alternative currency to the French franc for African countries that would allow them to break away from French monetary domination. Furthermore, Gaddafi wanted to stop selling oil in U.S. dollars and instead trade in gold dinars. This, of course, threatened the megabanks because the only thing propping up the devalued U.S. dollar is the global demand for the dollar. So the EIU claims that Trump threatens global stability, but it was in fact Hillary Clinton who helped overthrow Gaddafi and let ISIS into Libya. But going back to NAFTA, since it was instituted in 1994, over 1 million Americans have lost their jobs due to their factors relocating to Canada or Mexico due to the trade agreement. Journalist Michael Snyder pointed out that since the auto industry bailout, approximately 70% of all GM vehicles have been built outside the U.S. In fact, many of them are now being built in Mexico. NAFTA hasn't worked out very well for Mexico either. Since 1994, the average yearly rate of economic growth in Mexico has been less than 1%. And the exporting of massive amounts of government-subsidized U.S. corn down to Mexico has destroyed more than a million Mexican jobs, 
and has helped fuel the continual rise in the number of illegal immigrants coming in north, Snyder added. So Trump's... It's all by design. All of this garbage that, that we're hearing here is all by design, and Trump is against every single bit of it. And, and But he's, he's Satan for wanting... He's Satan for, for being against it. And he's got these masses of morons that are just believing anything that is told to them, you know, ready to basically riot and, and, and do whatever it takes in order to fulfill Satan's agenda. Speaks out against all of this, yet the Economist Intelligence Unit claims that Trump is a global threat. This only means that Trump is right on target when he attacks NAFTA and Obama's open border policy and his policies in the Middle East. And when it comes to ISIS, President Obama authorized the shipment of weapons to the so-called Syrian opposition, a.k.a. ISIS-linked militants, back in October. Yeah, we created ISIS. We, 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 we formed them. We created them. We funded them. We armed them. And, and they, don't want, they don't want to bring an end to that because, you know, obviously if you create something, you want to nurture it. You want to bring it about. And this is what Obama wants to do with ISIS. And he wants to use them to further invade into, into Europe, further destabilize there. He wants to, use, he wants to bring them over here uh, under the cover of darkness on like UPS uh, flights and things of this nature, which are still happening. And, and an unmarked bus is coming across the border and however other means and he doesn't want them to be vetted, obviously, which is what Trump... I mean, it's just becoming so clear the delineation here of, of literal evil against good and why they're so threatened by him. On October 1st, CNN reported that the approval came at a National Security Council meeting and that the president also emphasized to his team that the U.S. would continue to support the Syrian opposition as Russia entered the war-torn country. But virtually all the rebels in Syria have pledged allegiance to the Islamic State since at least 2013. Journalist Ben Reynolds pointed out that the Free Syrian Army and the Syrian National Council, the vaulted bulwarks of the moderate opposition, only really exists in the hotel lobbies and the minds of Western diplomats. There is simply no real separation between moderate rebel groups and hardline Salafists allied with Al-Qaeda. So it's a fact that the West arming and funding ISIS is a threat to global stability. And it's also a fact that NAFTA is a threat to global economic stability and U.S. national sovereignty. So then why are the globalists attacking Trump? Why are the globalists scared of him? Well, it's quite simple. Trump is threatening to stop their manufactured chaos to tear countries apart, including the U.S., and collapse them into a world government which they control. This is Kit Daniels with Infowars.com, and subscribe to the channel Resistance News. So, I mean, I, I think, and that's just a few of his talking points uh, a few points of his platform he's running on okay and then then you could go into sealing the borders you know and you could go into second amendment protecting the second amendment rights and i mean i'm i'm only covering a few but i mean it's bringing jobs back to america having having uh taxes put upon these countries that that have moved offshore on purpose in order to get this cheap slave labor and, and telling them that they're going to be taxed 35% rate for everything they send across the border, like carrier air conditioning, who just moved to Mexico. You know, that's going to get it back here real quick. Where, I mean, having them make like Apple iPhones here in America instead of making them overseas. And again, remember all of this outsourcing of jobs, and, 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 and this was all done initially and is still being done in order to destroy the middle class of America. Okay, so again, it's not like, well, then you're taking away their right. No, no, this was all done by design, okay, in order to do that. And then also the incentives would be brought back to, the, to America for these countries to actually do it here, which is the way it should be. They shouldn't have an incentive to go to, go to China or whatever, buy their goods from China. I mean, and again, what he brought up was a great point. We've got all these cargo ships, all these container ships that come over here. Sometimes they take days to unload and they go back to China empty. There's nothing going the other way. We're, we're importing everything. We're importing everything to, to literally destroy, which is destroying our country and destroying our middle class. I mean, that, and that's just a couple things. So let's go further. Um, here, and then the manifestation of the elite's frustration is made very clear in the following video. Trump versus the world. Here's another video. I am officially running... For President of the United States, and we are going to make our country great again. Time Magazine last week did an incredible cover story. They said it's a movement, and that's what it is. It's an incredible movement. And, and really, 
it is a movement, whether it's Trump or whoever else it may be. Uh, it's, it's a movement. It's not so much a man. It's the, it's the ideology of what he's talking about. The platform at which he's running on is a righteous platform. The other devils that are opposed to this are some of the most wicked, evil, overt devils on planet Earth. And if I haven't proven that to you in this, in this teaching, I don't know what more I could say. Okay, now I'm not like being mean to my listeners. I'm just saying, I, I don't know what more I can possibly do to prove that point that I just said. And that's why I waited till the very end to play this. With incredible people, incredible people. And then it says they were not pleased, meaning the the opposition. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not. Going to people. Okay, I'm sorry. That Obama was saying I continue to plead to believe that Trump will not be the next president because that's King Obama and that's what he says. And then we have Hillary here uh, talking. Showing videos of Donald Trump. Here's Satan incarnate, George Soros, radical left founder of MoveOn.org. He's the one with the money behind all of this stuff. He says there, uh, something about there's it, it's no, here, let's just hear it again. Interferes with reason. Oh, oh, Trump's movement interferes with reason. No, it actually is the exact opposite of what you're saying, you fork-tongue reptile. Okay, it's the exact opposite of that. There, I mean, it is reasonable. What your platform you're running off is pure Satanism. Unhinged mobs assaulted people, attacked police. This is a, uh, I think, uh, no, this is this is just during uh, uh, some of his rallies. Four signs, blocked ambulances, fired guns in the air, and threatened to rape women. The liberal media... Uh, threatening to rape women if you vote for Trump. That's, that's a good one. And Ted Cruz and Prince Boy Marco Rubio are all blaming Donald Trump. So everybody, Kasich, Rubio... Um, Cruz, they're all blaming Donald. Everybody is united. The whole Republican establishment, the whole Democratic establishment, the whole world government, the Pope, China, you name it. If it's an evil country, they hate his guts. The Rothschilds, everybody. Look at what side he's on and then look at what side the people that are attacking him are on. That's all I really need to see. Frankly, uh, uh, Donald has created a very toxic environment. This is Kasich. And it's really in dividing people. Bought and sold Kasich. And liberals are always first in line to try to restrict the First Amendment rights of others. And he made sure Ohio was stolen. That was a done deal before that ever even got. He had enough. He had enough of his own infrastructure in place to make sure that Trump would never win Ohio. I want to say a word about these other spineless. Here are these devils at, at these Trump rallies, dragging American flags, standing on them. I mean, these people are the scum of the earth, and and they're portraying themselves like they have the moral high ground, like Satan giving me a morality lesson. GOP candidates. You know, instead of exploiting this situation to try to pop up their failing campaigns, what they ought to be doing is standing up and saying, you know, we may not agree with everything Trump says, we may not even like the way he says it, but we are standing in solidarity with his First Amendment rights. They won't do that because they're too weak to do that, which is why they're losing. Did anyone really think the people destroying America were going to relinquish power peacefully? And that's where we see this sign. And then all around it, again, I, I know I'm repeating this, but it's got the Obama symbol, you know, the hope and change symbol, CNN, Goldman Sachs, Jeb Bush, Soros, Romney, Ryan, Fox News, ABC, Facebook, um, and all of these other different, Univision, Disney, Google. No, no, they're not. They're not going to relinquish power peacefully. And, and, Again, the only way that this could happen, I guess, is divine intervention. There's no possible other way. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying that that's God's will. But I do believe that we are supposed to pursue righteousness and pursue justice. And this is what I'm seeing as far as a movement goes, as far as a platform goes, 
um, not so much the man, but the movement and the platform. People are wanting and yearning for justice, okay, and and for righteous justice. In in, I see that as being a very very good thing. How far it's going to go, I don't know. I don't know. And and yes, is there a possibility the guy gets in office and he turns into Satan? Car- yeah, yes, there is. But all I can tell you is what I'm seeing now. We have every evil, wicked faction of the world united against this guy. And it's, it's overt, and it's getting worse, and they're raging, and they're frothing at the mouth, and it's getting worse every day, and that tells me all the more that he is on the right side, at least at this point. Okay, so let's go forward. The manifestation of the elite's frustration is made very clear in the following video, which we just saw. Three ways that they're going to try to stop Donald Trump. Conventional wisdom would suggest there are three ways to stop Donald Trump. Sponsor a brokered convention where the nomination will be stolen from him. That's probably the primary thing they're going to work on in Cleveland, okay? They're trying to stack against the deck against him right now. They're trying to make sure he doesn't have enough delegates, so they're rigging the voting process. I had two people come up to me in, at Lenore Ryan, and they said, well, why is Ruby, why do you think Rubio's staying in the race? I said, well, it's obvious. I said, he's trying to win Florida. He's trying to steal those delegates from Florida. He has no chance of winning, even at that point. Point, really he had no chance of winning maybe a mathematical possibility but it was very very slim i said the reason that they're doing this is they're hoping that rubio will get florida which he wasn't able to do despite the massive voter fraud going on down there because it was too much of a landslide and he could steal those delegates from from uh from Trump, which was a winner-take-all state, and then Ohio, the reason they were trying to do it there, it's another winner-take-all state, all or nothing, so Kasich had too much of an infrastructure in Ohio, they couldn't, they, they were able to rig the voting system enough where he actually were able to do it, but by doing that, Kasich taking Ohio, him, they're just one more step closer to a brokered convention, now they're going to try to rig the votes, oh, I'm sure they're going to try to do it in Arizona, but he's got a hugely commanding lead, Utah, Mormon State, this guy is with, um, the, that we had talked about earlier, they have the, the online voting, he's affiliated with George Soros, you know the fix is on, but again, the reason that, that, that I put this out is, is to pray against this type of wickedness, because that's just wickedness, you know, if it, if it was, um, I don't want there to be any voter fraud, I don't care who the candidate is, I don't want there to be any voter fraud, I don't want this to be just so that Trump wins, I don't want there to be any voter fraud, why? Because that is unrighteous, that is, that is not biblical so again to pray against unrighteous thing to pray to have the heathen in derision and there's a lot of heathen right now that are raging they are raging and going crazy and they are getting more and more demon possessed it's seemingly by the second and i'm praying that god intervene in these things and wake these people up hopefully and in that the wicked do not prosper in their wickedness because i see no good coming from that so let's go further here. Um, the other thing would be assassinate Trump, which is a gigantic possibility, unfortunately. Unless God, I really believe at this point, unless there's divine intervention, you know, unless there's divine intervention, one of these three things is going to happen. Sponsor a broker convention where the nomination is stolen from Trump. Okay, assassinate Trump. Three, bankrupt the country or whatever, start, start World War III, start the civil civil uprising, unleash the nihilists, as Albert Pike talked about, start World War III, something along those lines, declare martial law, Obama stays in indefinitely. And then, Obama, and then Trump becomes irrelevant. Either way, whichever side prevails, there will be a very violent pushback from the other side, particularly from the globalists. A broker convention will be the main point of initial attack by the globalists. This is a warning that all Americans need to heed. The American people are caught in the middle of a winner-take-all high-stakes poker game. There is no middle ground. There is no election results which could conceivably clean up the mess of the coming election if it goes the way the globalists, who desperately want to collapse the country in order to usher in a satanic new world order. How can I be so sure? Over the past week, the Common Sense Show and several other independent media outlets are scratching their heads in amazement as we watch the GOP leadership literally destroy the future of their own party or try to fox news with the extreme brand of megan kelly who i heard is a she-male Oof, okay anyway they're yellow journal and i shouldn't say that but i'm just saying i seen evidently it's kind of well known or something i didn't even realize that but uh, anyway i'm not saying it's true i'm just saying i whatever i mean it, it, M- michelle's a trainee joan rivers said that a month before you know she died in, in a routine cosmetic surgery. 
So all of a sudden, Joan Rivers dies a month later from a routine after she's, she outed Michael Michelle Obama as a trainee? Yeah. So this, you, you, I mean, when, when we get to heaven, you're going to be amazed at all the different ways we were deceived and deluded. You know? I, I guarantee it because we, I don't know the half of it. You don't know. I mean, we don't, we don't know how, how unbelievably wicked it is at the, at the highest places, what goes on behind closed doors in an underground basis and things of that nature. None of us really even have a clue. I, I believe about that, you know, unless God has revealed it to you. So anyway, the extreme brand of Megyn Kelly's yellow journalism is destroying the credibility of not only Fox News, but of News Corp as a whole. What exactly have these entities done with regarding to committing institutional suicide? The answer is so simple and so obvious it should not bear repeating. The overriding two issues that have caught the eye of the American voter and the newly awakened millions of Americans who know they have um, a future as long as the status quo remains in place consist of the following. Number one. The one-sided free trade agreements have unemployed millions of Americans and have brought untold misery. While the elite take advantage of cheap foreign labor and the, quote, gift to be able to ship their foreign-produced products back into the country duty-free while, uh, while underselling and bankrupting even more American businesses. Remember, this is all by design. This is what Trump is is threatening by his very existence in this campaign and, he, and what he's pointing out during the campaign. He's, he's opening people's eyes to things they never looked at before. Two, the continued uh, of a cultural debasement of the United States by continuing wholesale illegal immigration, which severely suppresses wages while stealing millions of jobs from Americans. Uh, there is a third issue that the beginning is... Uh, is that's beginning to rear its ugly head and that is the topic of corporate campaign donations so long as we have corporate bribery of congress there will be no republican form of democracy internationally these strategies through the implementation uh nation state central central banks have destroyed nations through the backbreaking debt and have served to elevate the corporations above national interests. Does anyone really believe that the globalists are going to willingly give up the stranglehold that these bankster criminals have enjoyed for so long? The elite have to, I mean, they're trying to kill us on every level. Chemtrails, fluoride and chlorine in the water, all the other stuff in the water, the GMOs in the food, the vaccination campaigns. They're overtly are literal mass murderers running this country. Do you think that they're going to just give this up easily? We're talking Satan incarnate, okay? If they're even human i don't even know what they are who could do this to somebody but this is the people that are opposing trump this is what we're dealing with here the elite have two primary options which include to force a brokered convention while continuing to bash trump in the media and instigate riots at the trump rallies conclusion as compelling as the social data is there's much more at work here um than the forces of man i believe now this is what dave hodges is saying and and again he says i believe the movement is resilient because of divine intervention i can't deny that at this point i really can't because every single thing they're doing all the, the 400 million in ads to smear him to discredit him Every media outlet that's mainstream totally, totally going after this guy, demonizing him, all of these different wicked, evil organizations coming out, all these different wicked, evil governmental systems and other institutions that are coming out against him, the, 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 the Rothschilds even, and yet he still is growing and he's still been protected. If I didn't say there wasn't divine intervention at work, I think that would be an affront to God. I think that would be like a, a slap in the face to God. Because I don't know, I don't know what else can explain it. He says your prayers are working, America. In my lifetime, I have never witnessed a movement operating against such severe odds succeed with such vigor. I am coming to the opinion that God has His hand in the movement. Why do I believe that? Because there are too many people praying for Trump for this not to be a factor. You know, I, I, how can I really, oh, say, oh no, that that can't be a factor. I can't say that. I don't know how many people were praying for him. I think a lot of people are, though. You know? I think there are. So, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I mean, I mean, I don't know what else to think. And, and it seems like his platform gets better. It seems like when he makes a mistake and he says something where he, he kind of, and then he'll, he'll say, okay, well, I shouldn't have said that or, or I, I've changed. And, and listen, he has enough, evidently, Humility to be able to go back. Of course, it doesn't look like he does it most of the time, but he must have enough humility in and of himself to be able to go back and say, hey, yeah, I changed my 
my view on this. I'm, I'm bigger. These other guys like Ted and these other, they don't do that ever. They just lie and they keep lying and they're unrepentant. Anyway, because there are too many people praying for Trump for this not to be a factor, perhaps the deciding factor. Well, I would have to agree. In the meantime, freedom lovers have a rare opportunity. The door's open and we need to seize this opportunity. What can you do? Pray, 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 and then act as God so leads you. Now, I have this, this I'm almost out of time here, but I want to read these Bible verses. I don't know if I'm, oh boy, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get all this in. Okay, first, and I was, I got up this morning before I was supposed to do this. I, I, I mean, right now it's 327 a.m., I had a lot more work to do on this than I thought. I kept adding stuff in. This, this, this just got huge. But I asked God to give me the strength. I feel awesome. I, I'm like, usually by this time, I'm just like ready to whatever. I, I need to pray more before I do teachings because I need to have God's strength to do something. I can't do it of my own self. I'll be the first to admit it. But I'm stupid and I forget stuff sometimes. Anyway, I get up and I start reading the Bible. 1 Kings 20. And, and I, I start reading this and, 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 I, and I'm, I'm talking to God and I'm like, Lord, I'm like, how uh, you know, could, could Trump be used in the way that I'm seen? Could, could, could this really, now I'm not saying this means that, that whatever, but this is, the, this is what I read in the Bible, okay? I'm just telling you, it's not like I heard an audible voice, but this is what I read in the Bible. So when people would say, well, yeah, well, there's no biblical precedent for, for, for God ever using uh, like an unsaved man you know, to do his bidding or whatever and, and, and things of this nature to to whatever. All right, I'm not saying that's the norm, okay? But is there precedent? Now, this is an extreme precedent, as you're going to see. This is an extreme precedent of using God, using an overtly wicked man in order to do his will. And it's undeniable. So there, we cannot say that there is no precedent that this could happen. Um, 1 Kings 20, verse 1. And Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, gathered all of his hosts together and were 30 and 2 kings with him. He had 30 and 2 kings with him in his army. Okay? And horses and chariots and it went up and besieged Samaria and warred against it. They were going against Israel. And he sent messengers to Ahab, king of Israel, into the city and said unto him, Thus saith Ben-Hadad, the, the, Thy silver and thy gold is mine, thy wives and thy children, even the goodliest are mine. And the king of Israel, who was Ahab, the one married to Jezebel, okay? I mean, they had just got done dealing with Elijah. Elijah had just killed 450 of the prophets of Baal, okay? I mean, they, I mean, they just took a major defeat. And, I, and you start reading this and you're thinking, oh man, Ahab's going to get going to get you know his lunch eaten here he's gonna because usually that's what happens with wicked kings the rule of usually they they you know they they go down um but let's let's read on here um i'm not saying ahab didn't go down in the end but in this particular case um so ben hadad says all the stuff to the king of israel ahab and he said my lord O king according to thine saying i am thine and i and all that i have is thine ahab was capitulating he was like yeah all i have is thine um being spineless then we jump to verse 8 and all the elders and all the people said unto him hearken not unto him nor consent um because they're saying don't go along with what this ben Hadad devil saying to you in other words and then we jump to verse 12 and it came to pass when bait Hadad heard the message he was drinking and he and his he and the kings in his pavilions um and he said unto his servants set yourselves in array and set themselves in array against this city. In other words, okay, you're not going to do exactly what I say. I'm going to come against you in war. Uh, verse 13, And behold, there came a prophet unto Ahab, king of Israel, uh, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou seen all this great multitude, this great multitude, 32 kings plus Ben-Hadad, arrayed against thee in war, essentially, is what he's saying. Behold, I will deliver it into thine hand. Now this is wicked, evil Ahab the Arab, married to Jezebel. The prophet of the Lord says, behold, and this was not a false prophet, I will deliver it into thine hand this day, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Wow. You wouldn't have thought God would say that to Ahab of all people. You know what I mean? I mean, I was, I was like, you know, whoa. And then it says, verse 14, and Ahab said, by whom? And he said, thus saith the Lord, even by the young men of the princes of the provinces. Then he said, who shall order the battle? And the prophet said, essentially, and he answered and said, thou, you you'll order them um and he numbered the young men of the princes of the provinces i'm assuming he means ahab numbered the princes of the provinces and they were 
232, 232 princes of the provinces. Okay. And after them, he numbered all the people, even all the children of Israel. And I'm assuming these are fighting men being 7,000. So as far as I can see, they had 232 princes of the provinces and 7,000 men of war. Okay. Which isn't that many compared to what they were going against, especially. And they went out at noon, but Ben-Hadad was drinking himself drunk in the pavilions. He and the kings, he got overconfident. He underestimated his, his enemy. And God wasn't on his side. Biggest factor. And the 30 and two kings that helped him. And the young men of the princes of the provinces went out first. These were of Israel. And Ben-Hadad sent out, and, and they told him, saying, there are men come out of Samaria. So Ben-Hadad was made aware of the 232 princes coming out. To, to face them in battle he's probably thinking oh give me a break and he said whether they become out for peace take them alive or whether they become out for war take them alive he was real big i think on taking them alive for some reason maybe to shame them put them into slavery or whatever so these young men of their princes of the provinces came out of the city and the army which followed them which i'm assuming is the seven thousand that we had just talked about <laughs> get this and they slew every one his man and the Syrians fell, and Israel pursued them. They couldn't have had any more than 7,232 troops against an army of 32 kings in their armies and Ben-Hadad's army. And they slew them, everyone his man. And the Syrians fled, and Israel pursued them, and Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, escaped on a horse with horsemen, and the king of Israel went out. And smote the horses and the chariots. I'm assuming that's Ahab. He smote the horses and chariots and then slew the Syrians with a great slaughter. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that he would have used Ahab in this capacity. You know what I mean? Mr. Idolater himself. 450 prophets of Baal. You know? And the prophet came to the king of Israel. Of course, they, those prophets were all dead now. And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said unto him, Go strengthen thyself and mark and see what thou doest, for at the, the return of the year the king of Syria will come against thee. In other words, okay, regroup, um, king of Israel, strengthen yourself, see what you're doing, and because at the return of the year he's going to come back, this king of Syria, Ben-Hadad. And the servants of the king of Syria said unto him, this is what the servants said, why they lost. He said, they're gods, meaning they were assuming they were idolatrous like they were. He said, their gods are the gods of the hills. Therefore, they are stronger than we. In other words, Ahab's gods were the gods of the hills. Now, maybe that was the case. Maybe he was going to the gods of the hills, but that wasn't the strength by which they defeated them. They had nothing to do with that. Their 450 prophets of Baal were already dead. That just happened, in fact. The, the chapter beforehand. But they say, they try to justify it and explain it away by saying, their gods are the gods of the hills. Therefore, they were stronger than we. But let us fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. <laughs> Give me a break. And do this thing, take the kings away, every man out of his place, and put captains in the rooms. And the number of thee, an army, and number thee, uh, an army like the army that thou hast lost horse for horse, chariot for chariot, and we will fight against them in the plain, and surely we will be stronger than they, and they hearken under the voice. So in other words, we're going to bring an army back, we're going to fight in the plain this time, and it's going to be the same size army, it's going to be gigantic again. And we're going to fight against Israel a second time. Which was predicted, and they and the prophet told him this was going to happen, he's going to come back. Okay? Um, and he hearkened to the voice, and he did so. And it came to pass at the return of the year that Ben-Hadad numbered the Syrians and went up to Apek to fight against Israel. And the children of Israel were numbered, and all were present and went out against them. And the children of Israel pitched before them like two little flocks of kids, like little little tiny sheep, two little flocks of sheep, little little baby goats. That's what it looked like. Then it, but it said, but the Syrians filled the country. I mean, this is even beyond Gideon's army, probably. I mean, we're talking a tiny amount of people here. <laughs> I mean, this is awesome. This is God intervening, big time. He's the same God today as he was then. That's all I'm saying. And there came a man of God and spake unto the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The Lord is the God of the hills but he is not the God of the valleys. 
Therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thine hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Man, if that don't get you fired up, your wood's wet. That is, I mean, think about that concept today with what I talked about today. He's the same God. He's the same God. Is, 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 I mean, I'm not saying this is going to even happen, I, I'm, but I'm saying it could happen. It could. I'm not saying Donald Trump's some man of God, but could he be used of God? Is it, is it possible? Is there biblical precedence for this? Ahab was an overt devil. Okay, and God still used him in this capacity. Okay, who, who on the globalist side, who on Obama's side, who on Hillary Clinton's side, and all of these wicked organizations coming against Trump, who among them are saying that their gods are the gods of the hills, therefore they were stronger than we, but let us fight against them in the plain and surely we shall be stronger. Who among them are shaking their fists at God? In other words, on this wicked evil side that I've observed with my own two eyes, coming against this movement. I don't know, but I bet a whole bunch. And maybe God's ready to intervene. Maybe God's ready to intervene. Why? Because the Syrians have said the, the Lord is the God of the hills, but he is not the God of the valleys. Yes, he is. He's the God of the universe. And there, and there is nothing too hard for God. I am, the, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? That's what he said in the Bible. Call upon me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. That's what he said in the word of God. But does the remnant have the faith to believe it? I really believe that there's going to be many that, 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 that are, are made mighty and do exploits like the Bible talks about. He's going to use the, the remnant in a mighty way. Man, where am I at on time? Okay, I'm still good. Because the Syrians have said the Lord is the God of the hills, but he is not the God of the valleys, therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thine hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Do you know how many people in the global government, in the Illuminati, the Rothschilds, in Obama, and Clinton, and all these heathen that are raging against God, like we talked about in, in the Psalms, the verses that we read. You know how many of them are raging against him, shaking their fists at him, saying, God can't do anything about this movement. God can't do a thing. Oh, yes, he can. Oh, yes, he can. And I pray to God he intervenes in this situation. I pray to God the wicked don't prosper anymore regarding this. And I know what the Bible says. I know that the Antichrist is coming. I know that the false prophet, but God can still have victories in this time. God can still show his might and his power and his judgment. But we have to have the faith to believe that can happen. Now, And again, I, I'm not saying that, you know, I know this is the case, but this to me is inspiring. What I'm seeing with my own two eyes in America, we, we, we see the wicked getting wickeder and, 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 and certain sects of the righteous seeming like they're really trying to go toward the right direction. They're getting the memo. I'm not saying that means that everybody's right with God. Man, I'm not right with God so much of the time. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some perfect person because I'm not. But what I'm seeing is, is to me, encouraging and I feel like if there is enough people calling out for righteousness and righteous justice and righteous judgment, that God will hear those prayers because there's not a lot of that. And that's what the Bible says when there's nobody calling out for righteous justice and judgment in Isaiah, that God starts to withdraw his presence. And what does he put in place? He sends the strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned or receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, which is the prophecy that is regarding this time. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. But that doesn't mean he always doesn't preserve a remnant and that he can't use that remnant mightily. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ever stop believing that. It, it, it ain't happening. And if I die, if, if I die, if I'm martyred, whatever, praise God that, that, that I got that opportunity. Praise God that I got that opportunity to die for the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, my kinsman redeemer. 
Yeah. I, I don't know. This is it's getting me fired up, this whole subject. It's just getting me fired up because it's not about the man. It's about the movement. It's about being in, in ministry since 06, screaming out about so many of these, these issues and now starting to see people collectively care and get their eyes opened and immobilize. To me, it's encouraging. To me, it's very encouraging. And so, and so I don't want this to be a negative study and I'm, I'm totally out of time here, but let me just read the last part. And they pitched over one against the other for seven days. And so it was in the seventh day that the battle was joining. The children of Israel slew the Syrians and 100,000 footmen in one day. They did it again. This tiny little army, like two flocks of little baby sheep, <laughs> slew this gigantically huge, without number. They didn't even give us a number how big it was. But the rest fled to Aphek, the city, and there was a wall that fell upon 27,000 of the men that were left. That was just the men that were left that they were going after. And Ben Hadad fled and came into the city into an inner chamber. And that's all I'll read. Uh, I don't even have time to hardly pray. I'll just say a very quick prayer because I'm totally out of time. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you, Lord God. I pray, God, your name be glorified through whatever this movement is, Lord God. I just pray to God that, that your truth would prevail, that your righteous judgment would prevail that many would be saved, that your name be glorified. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.